In this episode, find out why Seth believes that the human population would probably go extinct in a world like Alita, where sex bots could be manufactured. Why Seth thinks that boob jobs have become so ubiquitous that having natural breasts has become more rare and therefore more beautiful. Why Jason Statham proves Seth and Andy are of the world's hottest men. And why the final victory in fighting with my family was, perhaps, meaningless on closer inspection. Welcome to TWIM with Seth, Andy, and Ben. We're two brothers and a cousin who discuss last week, this week, and next week in movies at the box office. Number one last weekend was Alita Battle Angel. Does it bother you that I'm not completely human? You are the most human person I have ever met. Didn't I tell you to be home before dark? Number one last weekend was Alita Battle Angel. Made $28 million. It has grossed $37 million so far. We did a deep dive spoiler review of this last week. I really enjoyed it, and so did you, right, Ben? Yeah, I really liked it. Andrew, we didn't hear what you had to say. Yeah. I I loved it. Um, we're going to talk today about another movie that I really enjoyed, but of all the movies I've seen in 13 weeks, Alita Battle Angel, The Green Book, and um, the one we're talking about today. Care Bears? Yesterday. <laughs> Care Bears. Happy Death Day? No, the one we saw yesterday. Uh, Fighting With My Family. Yeah. Those are my three favorite in 13 weeks. So. Oh, wow. Alita is 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. Does that confuse you? I Okay, I looked at some other people's reviews and it I I really st- I still really enjoyed when we were walking in the theater yesterday. I wanted to go in and watch more of Alita. But <laughs> I think that the story and the plot was a little scattered and and so a lot of people didn't they they felt like it was kind of a mess. Like it had been like like there there was there was no um continuity to the the story. I don't For me, know. I, go ahead, Ben. Well, I Seth and I already talked about it a lot last week. What's your take? Oh, I I would just say that the girl, the character of that girl and how she she surprisingly is like this ultimate Jason Bourne battler, but then just the way she looks like like a um a robot but like human. I think Were she, you going to say like a model? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, she did look like a model. <laughs> because we were talking last week about whether she was sexualized. I I did you think she, did you think she was sexy? She was really attractive and that's and i really thought that the girl in fight with my family uh fan i fight what's that called fighting Fam- with my family fighting i thought she was really attractive i actually saw a similarity in the the main character in fighting with my family and alita i thought i thought they were very similar characters in some ways but i having said what set responding to what seth said his reviews of that movie it it was a little bit scattered but it was such a new world and like great characters that it, i just didn't even realize that it was scattered i wonder that's interesting i mean obviously it was not a perfect movie but it was really good yeah it i don't understand 59 percent. i right but you know it's a it's like ryan mccaffrey said on twitter like hey guys it's okay to like dumb games you know you don't have to try and oh, act yeah. like it's like the best game in the world and i was like i wonder is alita really a dumb movie but i'm just like such a simple mind that i loved it because i i really did like it <laughs> no i you know what's so interesting about any media any movie any tv show you're going to find people who think it was just amazing and people who just hate it. Yeah. And obviously for different reasons. I thought that, yeah, I saw Ryan McCaffrey tweet that out. I'll bet he got people complained to him because he complained about, or he liked, uh, what did he do? He liked something other people didn't like. Or I think they there said, was That's dumb. How can you like it? There was like, people were saying, no, this game is great because yada, yada, yada. And like people love these games. And so they're trying to argue that it's actually a good game. And his point was, 
it doesn't it's okay if you like a game that's not not a great game it can be a stupid game and like it like techno ball from the nintendo original <laughs> yeah. nintendo yeah <laughs> well that's what i was saying about dumb movies um before when we were tra- talking about going to see holmes and watson oh. and andy you were like you like seeing dumb movies i'm like yeah sometimes my favorite <laughs> movies are dumb movies like dumb and dumber i love that movie it's but, stupid but i love it but that's like a classic and the holmes and Wald- watson was just so bad well dumb and dumber is more like a guilty pleasure which i think is different from like a poorly made film dumb, dumb and dumber is kind of like napoleon dynamite it just has a cult following i feel like and it's dumb and i wonder if alita is held to a higher standard because of the director because he yes done these great I think, movies i think that's why well james cameron didn't direct it he just wrote it he didn't direct or produce it oh but but yeah i believe because it's tied to james cameron and because it's this 3d um all these special effects and this and this new world i i think it just set very high expectations and people are going in saying prove that you're better than avatar you know like they're expecting something very big and it's and that's not what it i mean it's not going to live up to that but it's still i felt it's still a great movie and even with these negative reviews i've been reading and listening to i don't i'm not it hasn't really changed my mind i just really like the movie i I like watching it i like the story i like the character did, yeah, same I, here. I felt like while they may have, I, I wonder if there if there's ever like envy in the industry because everything he touched before that was so good. A mixture of what you said, Seth, like like the Midas touch gold envy syndrome. So everything he did was so good that maybe people just are so are just trying to pick him apart because he's the best or one of the best. But anyway. Yeah, that's interesting trying to analyze why people react the way they do. Like on a personal level, I am really annoyed about people who complain and say it's one thing not to like something, but you see these comments on like Twitter comments and stuff. They're really flippant and negative, and I just there are good points to be made, but I feel like there's so much negativity. I when I when right. I hear about the negative feedback, I I question it. The problem with Twitter though is you can't be thoughtful on Twitter because yeah. the, the platform doesn't allow for it because you only have so many characters. I know I can so only make short jokes. Right, and everything comes <laughs> off like if you want to have a serious discussion with somebody, it just comes off like very very curt because right. that's that's, the that's the only way you can do form. it. And so there's a bunch of fighting on Twitter. Yeah, like if you're driving by a car and you want to like get them to know the answer, you don't say, "I feel very uncomfortable by the way that you've been walking <laughs> right in the street." You just say, "You little effer," or you flip them off real fast. <laughs> that's Is kinda... that what you do? No, <laughs> no, I, I know what you, you mean. It's there. There aren't many good forums to have thoughtful discussions about like, the nuances of what you disliked in a movie. Okay, Andy, we we did a deep dive spoiler review of Alita last week, and so we're going to move on from this unless you have something else to add. Just some of the themes were um, the action. It was gory. Was she sexual? Was was Alita sexualized? You said she was very attractive. She was. She was like this perfect perfect looking girl, but. Um, I didn't think she was sexualized at all, but I did. Either think she did I, but had she, this the similarities were like idea. how Wonder Woman came across. Well, there were so many parallels. It's now that you guys brought that up, and this may sound perverted, but when that human guy was trying to have a relationship with her and they were kissing, I found myself wondering if he could have sex with her, you know, like because she was a robot below. So maybe that is sexualized. Have you seen um, uh, Ex Machina? Ben, have you seen that? Yeah. And there in that movie, they make a point that the robots can have sex and enjoy it right and then um donald gleason's character falls in love with her and 
And you're kind of wondering, I wonder if he would have fallen in love with her if he didn't know that she could have sex. Oh, geez, that's, I, I didn't think of that. That movie was, they did so many things right. But then when you kind of break down the logistics, I, I have a lot of like complaints, I guess. You know, after the fact, you reflect on it like, well, this didn't quite add up and that doesn't quite add up. That's an interesting thing about sorry like your question about the sexuality and if that's weird okay in this in this world of alita battle angel if some company starts like manufacturing sex bots then the human species will die for sure well they would call them fembots <laughs> fembots they would call them fembots but wait are you saying that men would prefer a robot instead of a yes robot? Oh. are you kidding me yes there would be no more uh, reproduction. Uh, it would be over if why I don't I'm, I'm not I don't believe that. <laughs> you mean because because you get all the benefits and like you wouldn't have to worry about providing for someone. Yeah, or like, this well no because because you could have a Stepford wife. Why? So you could turn her off when you didn't want to talk to her. <laughs> yes, she would be programmed to be exactly. Oh my goodness. She first of all perfectly beautiful. Perfectly obedient, perfectly pe- like everything, whatever it is you want in a woman and man, by the way, for you ladies. <laughs> okay, that's, you know, getting Seth, uncomfortable. I've seen, well, I've seen like online discussions about similar topics. You just happen to see those? Like, that's like you're. <laughs> This sounds like a, you describe that and it sounds like, oh, that'd be perfect. But I wonder if that's really someone you'd be, a, you'd want to like spend your whole time in life yeah. with. It's, it's more it's like, almost, oh, this sexual, this robot that satisfies me in these, some needs. But I, anyway, I've seen some online discussions about similar things and I was When you really, were shopping for sex bots online? Yeah. <laughs> I was on the Fembot website. <laughs> No, you know, what's really interesting is there were some women commenting something about that theme you just said. It's really insulting, I think, to women. Or they felt really insulted. I was trying to understand. It took me a minute to like get there, but it seems obvious now. Like, well, first of all, who knows if if that's really ever a scenario that's going to happen. But even if it did, like... Women could get men. Here's a a comparison. (laughs) Men mobots. This this is what I think you're trying to... I think this is where you're trying to go with it, Ben. It's kind of like... um, we started seeing boob jobs pop up like in the eighties and nineties and they were really exciting and, and, um, unusual. And, but then like maybe 10 years ago, it started being that every woman, you know, has a boob job. And all of a sudden, like all the magazine covers, all the models can't have boob jobs because being natural is almost like more rare and therefore more beautiful. Like having a crooked snaggle tooth in Utah, where every dad in the street, like there's five neighbors and four of them are dentists. Oh, well, that's more of a, I see what you mean. So, so I, what, what I mean, yeah, I guess that's what I'm saying is like, if, if there were a bunch of robots, robot women, and then a bunch of real women, I think we would start to crave like real women. a real person. We would probably be yeah. so frustrated with these <laughs> robot personalities. Yeah. So Andrew, are you going to return that fembot? <laughs> No, I I think that's a good point. Like, I and I don't even know if it was uh, if I was like if I if I'm really honest with myself, I was caught up in the movie and I was putting myself in that kid's place kissing the robot, and I found myself <laughs> asking, well, would I be able to have sex with her? So if that sexualizes it, if they if that means they were sexualizing her, then they did, in my opinion, because you were attracted to her. Well, and I was wondering, like, could I actually marry a robot if I could have se- couldn't have sex with her? But but yeah. is that the movie sexualizing her, or is that you sexualizing? 
kissing her. Well, they did have romantic scenes where, like, you know, when you start kissing a girl, the next thing you think about, blah, blah, Wait, blah. did they kiss in the movie? I don't remember that. Because huh. yeah, I saw they the did. comments a- afterwards about she was sexualized, and I was scratching my head about that. Oh, yeah, they kissed. I w- but being romantic and being sexualized are not the same thing at all. Right. Yeah. Okay, sh- let's move on. The next movie out in the top ten last weekend was, th- they made it to the top ten, was Isn't It Romantic, starring Rebel Wilson? <laughs> Crazy. I hit my head really hard and I woke up in this alternate universe. And now I have a gay sidekick who's setting gay rides back like a hundred years. I love working the legs. Jesus! And guys looking me in the eyes. You're quite beguiling, aren't you? Are you feeling what I'm feeling? No! My wife's become a mother romantic comedy! Number three in the box office was a movie from last week, Isn't It Romantic? We did a deep dive spoiler review of this last week as well, in last week's episode. Yeah, Andy, did you see this one? I didn't see that one. I chose to see Alita instead. That's a good choice. This is currently 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty well reviewed. It made $16 million over the weekend. Uh, we Ben and I both saw it, and we did a deep dive spoiler review last week. So if you want to hear our spoiler review, listen to episode 12. And the only other new entry to the top 10 in the box office last week was Happy Death Day to You. I am tripping right now. I feel like I totally lived through this day already. Deja vu? Yes. A day reset when you died, right? Yeah. I might be able to help with that. I died 11 times. We didn't review this last week. We all caught up with it this week, and we're going to do a deep dive spoiler review this week. Happy Death Day to You is 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. It made $11 million over the weekend. I enjoyed it quite a bit. What did you guys think? I really enjoyed it. And I'm glad last week you told me to see the first one beforehand. Oh, yeah. I wish I had. I mean, even though I had seen the first one, I was struggling to follow some of the plot because I'd forgotten what had happened in the first one. I saw the the first one the night before on YouTube. It was just someone has it on YouTube. And so I saw it on YouTube. Then the next day I saw the second one and it was flawlessly. It was flawless how they fit together. Really? Yeah. I want to watch it again because it's been a couple years for me but i have to tell you that i really i mean i enjoyed this movie but the plot to me was was just so all over the place i was constantly lost like i was like wait what's happening now same here now it's the multiverse instead of like just groundhog's day it's like different dimensions and yeah i felt like i was watching the new spider-man again a little bit yeah yeah i mean it was it but spider-man was a cohesive narrative this this one like they would suddenly be like okay now the bad guy escaped with the baby mask and and suddenly everything's really intense and i'm like where did this come from i'm I'm like lost what's happening it's funny i read some reviews and basically they were surprised that this type of comedy horror could be remade again and be better than the first one a lot of them were the reviews i read thought they had done a better version of the first one and i don't know if you agree with that huh I'm, i'm trying to think if i think it's better i do think it's I do think it... Yeah, I could see that. I, I like them both. It's at least on par. I yeah, was a little disappointed because the way that... I really liked it and the... I'd recommend it based on the preview because the preview... It, it was on par with their preview. The preview was not misleading. For me... Go ahead, Seth. The, there, there's... Uh, in in the preview, you, you see part of the scene, but Andy, you, you went to the bathroom during this scene. I was so sad you missed it, but there's this part in the movie where... Um, Jessica Roth's character, Tree Gelbum, is that her name? By the way, I haven't seen this girl in anything else, but she is excellent. I mean, she is such a good actor. Anyway, there's this part in the movie where she wakes up, she's back in her loop. She is so 
pissed. And she's <laughs> yeah. like stomping around, rampaging through campus, <laughs> yelling at people. At people. <laughs> <laughs> she's going through the, the, the same loop that she was in in the first movie. And I don't know if they, I, they had to have refilmed this stuff, but they had the same characters. Everybody looked the same. I don't know how it looked, Ben, if you'd watched like the first one right up against like in, in sequence to this one. But Seth, it felt like... It appeared that they filmed both movies at the exact same time. It was seamless. Nobody looked different. Nobody looked older. It, it, it just looked like it was all the same movie. Yeah. Another funny thing about this movie is it was hard to like pin down what, what category of genre this even is because like one moment it's horror and then it's comedy and then it's right. Groundhog Day. Yeah. It was then, a romantic comedy. It was, yes, it was, it was everything like scream. So it was a comedy. It was, it was a slasher. And then let's see, did I get them all? It was like, they jammed <laughs> so many genres in there. Yeah. And it was like a, a cerebral um, inception style, you know? Um, yeah. Like interstellar with the different dimensions and stuff. I, I thought it was funny how they're this thing where they're folding a piece of paper and, and jabbing a pen through it to explain the multiverse is getting to be kind of a trope, isn't it? Yeah. Didn't they do that in, in interstellar? Yeah, they did. Yeah. And I've, I swear I've seen it in, um, Oh, what's the movie with, or what's the TV show on Netflix in Missouri with those kids from the eighties? Anyway, I I feel like I've seen this. It's getting to be almost cliche now to explain like mystical things. It's like, Oh, it's actually science. It's the multiverse. Well, you know what's so funny about that is they can't just, they can't just say, Oh, it's the multiverse. There has to be someone else, another character to say, what do speak in English? You know, and then they spell it out for the audience. But they have to. I mean, don't you think they like they even did that in Interstellar because the audience doesn't know what the crap they're talking about. They have to have somebody explain it to the audience. It seemed like a a, a good example for me because I I never quite understood what the multiverse was. So maybe it's just so simple and easy to understand that that's why they do it. Yeah, it's very simple and easy to understand. I think everybody that that knows about it says it's very simple and easy. That's that's. (laughs) <laughs> that's like a hallmark of the multiverse simple my, and easy to understand i think they taught my kids that in preschool andrew so the multi-universe are simple <laughs> and easy to understand <laughs> well i was yeah i just i guess i was just i'm a visual person when they stuck that pen through the paper i was like whoa no that's it totally worked i'm trying to think when we need to go to spoilers because they're okay well the way this started out was it started out with the roommates or i guess the guy's roommate i thought that was really cool i'm like oh good he yeah was like, i wanted to see more of him in the first how movie. they brought him into the in fact like the first 10 minutes of the movie i thought this he was going to be the lead in this movie yeah so did i except that i would seen the preview exactly then i was like wait in the previews they don't really show him that much so it can't be it was like he handed it off to her but it, for the i hadn't seen the first one so i just thought it was about this japanese guy <laughs> oh yeah, you hadn't. Yeah, where you must have been lost then during the whole movie because you hadn't seen the first one. They they did a good job. I felt like and and maybe the movies blurred it together for you guys, but I hadn't seen the first one and I felt like I kind of got what happened in the last one. Like her roommate is um, anyway. Her mo- yeah. roommate's trying to kill right her. Yeah, exactly. in the first was, one. Was, well, the preview gave that away. In the first movie, the person that was killed was killing her was her roommate and that yeah, was in they, the preview they summarized the first movie really well yeah and concisely in the movie though even in the preview they did they they summarized the first oh. movie but in the movie they did too they seeing like, the first one really helped 
That was a non-spoiler section of Happy Death Day to you. The remainder of this conversation will be moved to the end of the episode for the spoiler section. So now we're going to talk about new to the new to the movie theater and wide release this week. There are three, no, two movies in wide release. The first is How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World. This is 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, ben has seen it, but we have, Andy and I have not yet seen it. So we'll probably be due a deep dive spoiler review next week. Any preview you want to offer, Ben, before we move on to the next one? I'll just repeat what I said the last couple times. This movie is in line with the previous versions. It's fun. Your kids are going to love it. And the ending is really sweet. And there were a lot of adults who were sniffling at the end of the movie. So I think you guys are going to like it. I'm, I want to take, I took my little boy. I want to take my daughter this week. Okay. The only other movie out in wide release this week is fighting with my family. I'm watching that. Give me that room. No. Give it, give it to me. Get off. Zach, what the bloody hell do you think you're doing? If you really want to choke her out in a lot of fingers, yeah. now pull it tight. Uh, oh, yeah, now she's in trouble. It's at 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. We've all seen it. What did you guys think? I loved it. I, I did too. I, I I was I literally felt like I wanted to throw up thinking about going to see it, but I loved it. Like you you didn't want to see it? Yeah, I just I thought it looked so dumb. It looked like it was going to be like a joke fest, like a a, gu- a side splitting comedy. That's what I was expecting. Like some stupid wrestling movie with Nick Frost where they just make jokes, uh, like a parody of wrestling fans. That's what I thought it was. I had no yeah. idea it was a it was like um historically based, based on a true on- story. I had no idea either. And the funny thing at the end of the movie when they show the actual footage of the characters and and they're like they the dad has the same haircut with that mohawk that Nick Frost had and the mom has that pink they hair and you think so it's just similar. An, a, an affect they're they're actually trying to be historically accurate. It was really funny. I thought I was laughing a lot in the movie towards the end. I was so proud of her. And you find out it's these are there's like a real story from this girl. It was so good. I my only complaint is this is one I wish I had not seen the preview because it's one yeah. I wanted to go in blind in the moments that yeah. were the preview that you come in. I just I'm, most of those were at the beginning of the movie, but right, but it still spoiled it. Huh? Yeah, I, I don't think it spoiled it, but. It did, well. There was there was a twist like towards the mi- the beginning of the movie between the 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 brother and sister. Yeah. That the preview gave away. Right. It would have been nice to be surprised about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was interesting to me how each of these characters like I was expecting a kind of a superficial character development, but right. every person had so much depth, and I started caring about everyone, and I felt like I. I understood their story and where they came from. Even the, even the blind kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was kind of a minor player, but 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 at least the main characters were very well rounded. Right. Um. I love yeah, even even the mom and dad. I loved when the mom or the the husband says something like, "Well, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to go back to thieving." And the wife's like, <laughs> she kind of says something like, "Oh yeah, that's that's a possibility." Like, can can you imagine our parents saying that? I know. <laughs> Earlier in the movie, though, she said that he did that twice. And the first time, she's like, no, you're not. And <laughs> <Yeah>. then <laughs> then when things kind of broke broke down, she's like, you might have to. <laughs> was it was it weird to see Queen Cersei Lannister kissing, like, big, ugly Nick Frost on the mouth, like, like three or four times during that movie? Um, I mean, it just, it worked. You know, she was barely 
recognizable. It took me a while to figure out who she was, like who the actress was. Oh, is is in real life is the is she a supermodel or something? No, she's she plays this this uh, evil queen in Game of Thrones. It's the and HBO in the TV books, series. if you've read the books, she's known for being like extremely beautiful in the books and in the and in the TV show, yep. she's beautiful, she's, she's, ruthless, calculating. She's the queen. Yeah, yeah, she's like this Black Widow queen in Game of Thrones. Yeah, in Game of Thrones. Uh, Le- Lena Hetty is that her name? L- Lena Hetty or something? I loved how I loved the part where they're so the son is going to bring his girlfriend over for dinner and he has to st- sit down <laughs> his parents on this is how you need to behave no swearing put a shirt on it was so funny how the, he's like put a shirt on what kind of <laughs> efforts are these coming over it was so funny the, f- the family dynamics yeah i thought stephen merchant was so f- he's always really funny but he he just um with that crazy mustache he had on and <laughs> he's he's anyway he's he's a really funny actor i think he directed this Stephen Merchant, the guy that played um, the girlfriend's dad. Stephen or Stefan? But yeah, was he a director? Did you ever see him? Seth, did you ever see him on that HBO TV show, Hello Ladies? No. Oh my goodness. No, is that funny? You would love it. He plays this like awkward English guy who moves to LA and he's single and he's trying to meet women by going to nightclubs. And he is so awkward the whole time. Like everything he says to a woman is like, you just cringe because it's so awkward. Does he meet any? I want to take notes. Yeah, it's funny. It's really funny. Do you you guys think this movie was more about, I I mean, I read a review on it and they were talking about how, um, like the idea that it was more about WWE or what? Yeah, it was. was More about the family. That's a good point. It was, well, I think it was both. Obviously, the story was about this girl. That's what it ended up being. But did you notice they didn't really show male wrestlers? It was like there was a heavy emphasis yeah. on female wrestlers. Like really heavy well, emphasis it was, and gratuitous in many moments. But it was her story, though. It was a girl's story. Yeah, but the slow motion bikini coming out of the pool isn't really like part of someone's life story necessarily. Well, it had it. I mean, that that had a point, though. Because I guess, the, I, I mean, I didn't even know WWE wrestling existed for women. I had no idea, but it would make sense that there's these these like basically models and cheerleaders and stuff. They're just eye candy, yeah. Basically, I guess that was educational um, to me as well. And and then, but but she she shows up and she's a real wrestler. So there's there's this obvious contrast between her and these like beautiful blonde girls. And then she starts. Oh, I, should we go to spoilers or let, let before we go to spoil? Yeah. I want to talk about her character development. Yeah, and let's do the, that first. But but let me um. Let me just say before we go to spoilers that I expected this to be a side-splitting comedy, and what it ended up being was a drama. A tender drama. Yeah. Yeah, a character drama. There were some moments. I was so proud of her. Like, it was... I was so proud of her. It was, like, really heartwarming to see her progress and work through it and well you know i don't i don't want to spoil it yet but it was i don't know i just so felt so proud yeah me too okay do you want to move to spoilers did, did you i had a question well i want to point it out uh point out a part the part that was really uh they didn't they kind of just had uh what's the rock yeah Dwayne johnson, Dwayne johnson. They, they had i read a review and it talked about how he how he could have done that his parts in the movie in like an hour or two yeah, yeah. and but the one part that he that kind of nailed i thought was when he went out of care he went into his wrestling character and you didn't realize it when he was yeah. talking to the, the brother and sister and it was so good and I always I was always waiting for her to go out you know the time when she freezes oh yeah in training yeah and she doesn't 
doesn't know what to say. And I was always waiting for her to have that moment where she... Like break out or something. Yeah, where she nails right. it like Dwayne. Because she had that spunk, but she would get stage fright in the moment and could never never say much. You know what? That fight has got to be on YouTube, That in the, the final fight. Oh, I'll bet it is. They showed oh, little the clips the towards one. the end. They showed clips, but I want to see the whole fight. Like, did she not say anything? Was, <laughs> was she really stunned, silent? Like, I, I want to see like how it really yeah, looked. Yeah, I'm curious. I really... Yeah, you're right, Andrew. The Rock didn't... He was there just barely more than a cameo. Yeah. But I really loved Vince Vaughn in it. He started right. out as this guy, he was kind of like this jerk, and then towards the end, you just really feel for him. Yeah, talk about rounded characters. I mean, every character had a lot of depth, including him. Do you think that Rock was really part of the original story? That's oh, yeah. what I was I think so, wondering. because they didn't yeah. they show original footage? Yeah, he was, at that time, he was probably wrestling. Do you, do you think that phone call to her family, was that really The Rock? You know, that now I'm curious... Because The Rock's in so much stuff now. I wonder if they've just found a way to shoehorn him in. Like, oh, we need an A-list or we need someone with wide appeal to be in the preview. I mean, yeah, if you watch the preview, you would think that The Rock was like a main cast right. member. But it turns out that he's he's got like a double cameo, basically. He has a cameo at the beginning, cameo at the end, and that's it. Yeah, that's barely it. So she, so I'm looking at her on online. She's actually only 26 right now, the original page. What? Because, yeah, because... So what, was she like 18 when this all happened? In 2014, she won the Davis Championship, because the Divas, Divas Championship becoming the youngest champion. So this all happened five years ago. So I don't think The Rock was fighting at that time. Maybe they were just showing what he was like when he did start fighting. Yeah, we'll have to research that and well, report back next they week. They didn't show him fighting. I thought they showed her watching videos of him fighting. That's yeah, that was when up. she was a kid. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, you're right. And he had she had posters of him. So that would have made sense, maybe. But I wonder if he was really involved, like the phone call to her family and stuff, the way they portrayed it in the movie. Yeah. Or if that was just like I, I something think it they was, added they in. They just added. We should go to but... spoilers to... Okay, we've been discussing fighting with my family. The rest of this discussion will be moved to the end of the episode. Okay, <laughs> that is fighting with my family. Now we're going to move on to... Tweet of the week. Each week, we tweet about all sorts of movie-related things we're excited about, and lots of stuff that just can't fit in this discussion. Our Twitter handle is twim underscore weekly. This last week, there's a tweet I want to share with you guys, and you've probably seen it already. So this is on topic, too. Have you guys ever seen that TV show with The Rock called The Titan Games? It's like a sports competition. It's similar to Gladiators, but it, The Rock started it. Have you guys heard of it? No. No, mm. I've never heard of it. It just premiered, I think, in January. We have it on Hulu. And a couple of weeks ago, during one of the episodes... Well, anyway, it, it's... Let me just describe it just a tiny bit. It's it's like American Gladiator. There are these competitions between... It's like people across America apply to go in these competitions. They go one-on-one -on -one through these really intense challenges that are apparently based on The Rock's training regimen. Oh. They're in like these humongous arenas and they're like doing tug-of-war with these like 20-foot like uh, metal poles like through a wall they're tugging a war and then there's like these obstacle courses they have to go over these huge rollers up this big hill punch their way through this wall climb anyway it's like this really intense obstacle course and these people are like they're super fit and muscular so the rock hosts it it's it's really interesting there was an episode a couple weeks ago where the rock he pitched a movie idea and he even said he even gave a hashtag so i'm just gonna so after this episode the rock tweeted a clip from it so let me just play it i know why my buddy chris hemsworth likes putting on that thor costume i mean 
There's real power in wielding a hammer like this. I got an idea, guys. How about we make a Thor and Fast and Furious movie? You guys want to do that? So he did hashtag With Thor hits the thunder. floor. Thor himself, he comes flying in, you know, and then wham, he gets stopped by the real god of thunder. The Rock tweeted yeah. this, and he also tagged Chris Hemsworth in it. Hashtag Thor hits the floor. You're welcome, Chris. He's going to text me later. And so I just replied to him with some movie title suggestions. So I said, I'm in. Can we call it Fast and Thorious? Nice. And I wasn't. I then I scrolled down. Someone already made that joke, so I had to, like, fix that. So <laughs> my next suggestion is I tweeted again. How about Titans on a Plane? Have you guys seen that Samuel L. Jackson movie, um, Snakes on a Plane? Snakes on a Plane, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you guys heard of the movie The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? Yes. Yeah. So I suggested The Thorsterhood of the Traveling Rock. <laughs> I like it. Hmm. Uh, so far, uh, their uh, PR team hasn't contacted us yet to go forward. Yeah, with what? I'm sure they'll be in touch with us. So the next... Do, do, you, so the next, do you split the royalties with us? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so the next movie suggestion title is Divine Thor. Thor versus the Yaya Rocksterhood. Remember um, Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's, okay. you've heard of the new Mama Did Mia. Did you put these in like some like word generator? No. <laughs> you, made, you made them up? Yeah, Andrew, these are gold. These are just <laughs> really good movie suggestions. I'm just free of charge. <laughs> well, not free. So... So the next one is, you, you've heard of the new Mamma Mia movie? It's like, Mamma Mia, here yeah. we go again. So, Thor Mia, here we rock again. Oh, yeah. There you go. Or, yeah, uh, so, awesome. so the last one was, instead of Thor hits the floor, how about Thor Tannic or Thor Busters? There you, you know, go. That's my vote. Thor Busters. I like it. said, it. I have many more and they're all good. So, you know, <laughs> I'm just waiting by the phone for, you know, Chris Hemsworth and The Rock to move forward with this. Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter, Rock. <laughs> Twim underscore weekly. We're waiting. He's so buff. Like, did you ever guys did you guys ever see the rundown movies? No. He's like he's like a better version of Jason Statham, where like in the older days he used to have these movies where he just beat the crap he beat the crap out of people. <laughs> really? Yeah, he goes back to this town and uses a two by four to beat everyone up that's like oh. the mob. Have you seen Ben, what is the new movie coming out with uh Jason Statham and The Rock? Oh the it's Fast like and the Hobbs and um yeah, whatever it is. I gotta look it up. Yeah. Yeah, that one looks so cool. And and Idris Elba is in it as the bad guy. Those are like three of the most handsome guys. I know, and they're all bald. It's, except for yeah, Idris it's Elba. Hobbs and right. Shaw. <laughs> it's it's a Hobbs and yeah, Shaw. It's a Fast and Furious spin-off. spin-off. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. That looks really good. Sixty six percent of them are bald, and I think bald is beautiful. And it's a choice. What, what he I said. love. <laughs> did yeah, you see that in the movie? That. Oh yeah, yeah he, he did. Said, this it's is a choice, one. and it's beautiful, or something like that. That's what I love about the Fast and Furious franchise: is all those guys are bald, and they all get all the ladies. They're all bad, bad A's. Yeah, I mean... Bad apples. I, I had really bad self-esteem about being bald until Uncle Noel in in like 2001 or two. He's like, Andrew, you have to go see this movie. He looks just like you because yeah, I'm bald too. you look like Jason Statham. And, and I didn't know who he was, but I started watching all his movies and gaining my self-confidence about being bald. <laughs> yeah. Man, and I, he's paved the way for bald men. And you think Michael, my brother's handsome, right? Oh, yeah. So Michael's always... He's like insecure about being oh, bald. Oh, he is so like, hot. Well, he... He always says Andrew it's hard for me it's hard it's it's hard, easy for you to say when you look like the most handsome bald guy in the world I'm like Michael you look exactly like me but better but it's interesting how 
Because he is handsome bald, but it's interesting he that is. dynamic that... Do you remember in the Italian job, his nickname was Handsome Rob or something? Right. But I just mean... I What I mean is sometimes people need to embrace the bald. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, Vin Diesel is bald. The Rock is bald. Jason Statham is bald. And then one of the other Who's guys... that guy that, that, that was on... Uh, he's, he's really famous, too. He was on the movie we just saw recently. He's bald. The superhero one, Glass. Oh, um, uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Lots of action heroes are bald. Yeah. You guys are saying there are dozens of us <laughs> we can only name four <laughs> okay this is the end of the spoiler free section thank you for listening to twim the two things you can do to help us out most are subscribing and rating our podcast if you want to contact us you can reach us on twitter at twim underscore weekly or my phone number if you're a hot girl is <laughs> <laughs> we are now beginning our deep dive discussion portion of the show which will include spoilers for the following movies happy death day to you and fighting with my family if you do not want to hear spoilers then stop listening here love you (laughs) so now uh we are in the spoiler section for happy death day to you you know what really needs to be said before the spoilers is you have to stay till after the credits to see how it ends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys stay? That's true. If we yeah, hadn't we stayed, we would have missed a big part of it. Yeah. I don't know if it was a big part, but it was... It was awesome. I loved how they did that. What What is DARPA, by the way? When they said that, I was thinking of Lost, but I know... I, I know, me too. DARPA. Yeah. I don't what know. is it in Lost? I thought it was DARPA. Dharma? Andrew, you've seen it too, right? Is it Dharma? I love Lost. All-time favorite. It's, it's defense... I think it starts with the defense. Defense against the dark arts. <laughs> De- defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. I thought that was so cool at the end of the movie. Cause the way it ended, I it was good, but it just left me feeling like I wasn't quite resolved. And then they had the, those extra scenes after the after the credits. <laughs> I thought that was yeah, so funny. It, do you think Do you think there's room for a third one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Because how okay, many screams so that, did they make? Three? How many screams? Yeah. The movie? Did you ever see Scream? Oh, oh, came oh, out oh Scream. Oh, movies? yeah. No, I never saw it. But yeah, I, ne- I never saw that. Oh, I think you'd like it. So, okay. So let me just, let's see if we can um, articulate some of the themes in this movie. There's, there's a strong theme about her mother-daughter relationship. And she's, it turns out that by accident, she's sent into this other dimension where her, she finds out her mother is alive. But on the flip side, she's not with her boyfriend anymore. And mo- the I guess the main tension in the movie in this one is not so much like, is she going to be able to stop the loop and find the killer? It's more like which, which dimension is she going to choose to live in? Is she going to choose her mom or choose her boyfriend? Right? Yeah, yeah. And I'd say, I'd even say even more, you, you pointed out that it, the, one of the themes was the mother daughter connection. And then the next sub theme would have been, how do you choose your lover or who you're going to love for the rest of your life? Lovers, not what I meant to say, but yeah, it does seem like that does seem like a really cheesy premise. Like, oh, she's got to choose her lover. But I thought the way they delivered it had a lot of gravity because she had to choose between her mom and her boyfriend. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, it, it seems like kind of this empty thing, but then once you think about it, especially with her mom, she was like, well, if I had to choose, I would choose your dad for sure. Yeah, that I felt like that was a really like special po- t- point in the movie because I don't know how it got kind of sensitive and soft and and nice, this like mother connection. The mother, I felt like she just hit it home with 
with uh, the way she showed her love for the daughter. Yeah, this this movie definitely had a lot more heart than the first one because of the mother-daughter relationship. So how do you feel about the choice she made? Okay, this is what... When I was watching the movie, I was like, you're like, you're like 10 times... You have 10 times more to offer than that other girlfriend. So you're in this new dimension where your mom's alive. I'm guessing you could probably steal your boyfriend away from that other girl, even in this dimension. Like, why don't you just put a little effort in? Because, like, that other girl doesn't... Yeah. Whatever her name is. The guy was cheating on her. Right. Yeah. Also, they'd only been... in, I guess in the main dimension, she'd only been known that guy for like not even a day. Yeah, and so she true, gives yeah. up her mom. She gives up it her mom being alive huh? to date some <laughs> oh guy. God. Oh, but she had lived through many, many days. Yeah, and she to know she him. probably knew him like a year or two's worth because of all her loops. But he only knew her like a, a couple days. Because I day. felt like that's true. In the timeline of the movie, it was only a day. <laughs> I didn't realize and that. half that, that day where they were asleep. The movie. So obviously she she chose the boyfriend and the way they delivered and explained that choice, it actually worked. But I still think yeah, there's did. no way in the world you would choose a boyfriend over your mom, your parent dead like that. Like, that's crazy. Yes. Especially when she's like 20 and could like meet a hundred different boys after her. Right. Like if it was between her daughter and a parent, that that would be a tough decision. But like a guy she just met, like or the ship had not sailed. Like she could have both. Yeah. It's like, the oh, oh, for sure. She could have had both. Yeah. She, she could have won over that boyfriend. He probably had no idea that she was even interested in him. Yeah. He, he was like the luckiest dude. He was kind of a nerdy, dorky guy, but he had the two sexiest girls on campus. <laughs> you know what's funny is that, okay, what I got to look up her name. The dark-haired girl that was like the leader of the fraternity, of the uh, sorority. Um, they She was played as a villain in this movie and to a lesser extent in, in the original movie. But they do redeem her because at, at the end of the movie, she kind of helps them escape and grab that giant... Tesla yeah. machine. Why did they punish her? <laughs> and then in the uh, in the post credit scene, they punish her, and I'm like, wait, she did not deserve that. She basically like she saved the day for you guys in a really good scene with that professor. Part was a real. That wasn't part of the loops. That was actual history, right? That yeah, she, they punished. Still- well, they punished her in the timeline where that roommate was a bad person. Not in the so, not in the timeline where she was helpful. Oh, was was that different? So she was cheating in one timeline, but not. Are you sure, Ben? I thought those were the same timeline. So, to be honest, they kept switching back and forth. Yeah, it was easy to get they lost. They telegraphed huh? what the ending was going to be, and then they started changing it up, and I lost track a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I lost track a lot. I mean, it didn't really ruin my enjoyment, but I did get a little lost. I wish I'd seen the first one. Like, So right that beforehand. scene where the roommate pretends she's French woman who's blind was... That like, <laughs> was so great. Yeah. she. Now that you guys talk about her, she might have been one of my favorite actresses in that movie that when she acts blind that was um, so funny <laughs> she whacks the guy with, <laughs> in the shins <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm so mad now that that's a big flaw of the movie if they punished her because she did i thought like she's redeeming herself look at this she has yeah, a heart that's what i was thinking is like she's she because i thought she went back why to, did they punish her i thought she went she so the main character chose the original timeline. That was her final choice. Right. And in the original timeline, she chose that bad roommate to have the punishment. That's my memory. Yeah, but the the, the that roommate was cheating in the alternate timeline. Right. Not the original. 
old timeline. Right. She was cheating, Whatever. but also helpful. No, no, no. Wait. We're, the roommate yes. was yeah, the one exactly. that was the nurse, right? That was her roommate. Well, she, yeah. She had well, two. She had multiple roommates. Oh, okay. But the the one I'm talking about is the one that acts blind. She got punished, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that didn't make sense. Well, you didn't saying, see her in the first movie, I guess. That would have helped because in the first movie she was really mean. I guess she was in this just, movie. She was like a brat. She was like a mean girl. But I guess what I'm getting at is the question. I agree with Seth that they totally shafted her because she had like her Darth Vader moment where she saves everything. But if they didn't choose that timeline, then it is that what you were saying, Ben? She, they didn't actually choose that timeline. She chose, yeah, they, right. They didn't choose the timeline where that roommate had been really helpful okay. and also was cheating on her boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. So she was just a brat in that original timeline. <laughs> By the way, her name is Rachel Matthews. Um, I'm looking at her resume and I don't, I don't recognize anything she's been in, but Speaking she was of, good in this. If we're going to start judging the characters, the main character was like, she was rude to everybody. I, I loved it though. <sighs> Well, I think it, it only works because she's attractive. Maybe, yeah. She gets away well, with it. Well, it's physically attractive, but she was just so rude to everybody. And in the first movie, she finally figures out, oh, I know how to break the loop. And then she spends a day like being nice to everyone. You know, <laughs> you just got my mind thinking, Ben, because... You said if you took away the beauty, she wouldn't have been acceptable, right? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, I yeah. Well, I think it'll... I think it's only palatable because of that. And I, I, I found it fascinating. It sparked my memory of this. Um, in art school, my, my, my teacher was telling us how sometimes beauty can be used as a tool to deceive. And like you could do these like amazing painting pictures of like, you know, like a like a Batman. A, an, an axe going over a guy's head. And if it's beautifully and well enough rendered, you'll want to go look at it. And so I thought that was a fascinating because she's kind of a brat, but because she's yeah. beautiful, you kind of. I just meant. Yeah, I totally agree. In. I meant that as commentary on. As a society, we are excusing bad behavior based on if people Whether are attractive or not. And I don't think it's right. Yeah, beauty is the best privilege. If you've got it, it's the best. I mean, it's better than yeah, wealth. That's my biggest curse. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, Ben, I know. <laughs> it's really. Did you ever guys? Did you guys ever ever have one year in high school or one year in middle school where you were like super beautiful and popular? It's just a curse to have that experience because then after that you can never get it back <laughs> unless you're like a movie star. Yeah, you peaked early, huh? No, it could have just been like oh tenth tenth grade I was on it, you know? Yeah. Or seventh grade, and then but once you get a taste of that, it's hard not to want it, and uh, because people treat you better when you when you for whatever reason if you're beautiful or you're kind well kind yeah is well yeah and i think that's why this worked in a movie because if if she was like a really unattractive person acting this way you wouldn't want to watch it maybe there's a fine line there i, I just well maybe i mean i love i didn't watching, like how rude um, she was to everybody and she wasn't a good person either because like in the first I, one she realized oh i need to be nice to everyone to break the loop and so she spends a day being nice and then it turns then, out that didn't break the loop and then she gets all mad like i did it right and then she like has a temper tantrum about it like she didn't actually but, change but ben isn't it isn't much different from rebel wilson in isn't it romantic walking around being all irritated with everybody or or um in in but she wasn't rude to people she just yeah didn't she was except that people would like her she like didn't okay her. okay i don't know rebel wilson's a good example of someone that i don't like fantasize about like not anymore um, uh, well 
<laughs> who do you fantasize about? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Alita Battle Angel. Alita Battle Angel. Okay. <laughs> Let's not go back but, there. No, I just mean like, but but she's so, in a way, in a, in a non-sexual way, like she's like the most beautiful person ever. Yeah, I, that was almost like, yeah, Rebel Wilson is actually very beautiful. She's she's really fat though. And I would so use you the yeah, words. And you almost, people can be attractive, obese. but not, but I wouldn't like, call them beautiful. I think maybe that's, I understand what you're saying. Well, her per, her 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 aura is just so attractive yeah she's got great personality like she's someone i would want i want to be friends with and i want to hang out with her but and there's also the thing where you've you've probably met a woman where you see her and you're like holy cow she is gorgeous and then she starts talking you're like uh never mind you you know what i mean um who who is um i can't think of this actor now she was in i think uh she's she was in Bridesmaids, and she was hilarious. And she was in Ghostbusters. No, although she was in both those movies too. The friend, the fat friend. Oh, she's not fat exactly, but yeah, she's on yeah, SNL. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. I don't know her name, but she drives she me crazy. She is so funny, and she's the same way. I, Melissa McCarthy. There you go, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, do you remember that movie she did where she was like a police officer with? Yes. And and she was walking around, stomping around, giving orders and stuff, and it was just it was just so funny. I I don't in Happy Death Day when she was like rampaging around campus. That I that's how I felt about it. I was I don't feel like she was being rude to people, but I was giving her a pass because she was beautiful. I felt like she was just being a really hilarious character. And being really frustrated in the same way that yeah, Melissa McCarthy did. That was a good moment. That that wasn't the moment I was calling out. It was like even in the movie, like people were telling her like she's rude to everyone. She doesn't treat people right. But, but uh, yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, my goodness. She is so funny. We didn't talk much about the ending. I said, I think she made the wrong choice. What do you guys think? By, by going to be with her boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. I think she could have easily won over the boyfriend in any dimension. Like any of the thousand dimensions that exist, she could have won him over. So I don't know why she didn't just stay there. But for me, the when the mom kind of told her that, it was like one of, uh, I felt like it was a really important part of the movie. So like, I felt like her mom was like giving her permission and, and directing her to choose someone. Yeah. That, and also that was probably closure for her too. Right. Yeah. It was a close, a closure moment, like being able to move on with death when it, we all don't want it, but it's going to happen eventually, you know? And, and it was more than just choosing between her mom and her boyfriend because they, they did mention a lot like that she's living somebody else's life. Like they're like, do you want to go back to that place from last year where we had ice cream on our birthdays? And she's like, I don't remember. Like, yeah, this is, this is somebody else's life. I'm trying to escape my life. So I think the theme maybe went a little bit deeper than just choosing between mom and her boyfriend but also i think that's an a subversion of the multiverse theory because she was in the first multiverse and took over the role of the, her version of her in the other multiverse but yet she only had memories of the first one yeah like, so uh, right if there are multiverses your your memory probably wouldn't go from one to the other right? yeah so from a technical standpoint the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that is a good point. She didn't have like she's going through her phone and she doesn't recognize any of the moments the pictures are from. This movie does not stand up to science. <laughs> I was really Zero stars. <laughs> I I enjoyed the movie. I was I don't really love horror movies, but if it it was pleasantly like fun and it wasn't yeah. that gory, it was just good. Yeah, I thought it was fun too. Okay, does that wrap it up for? Uh... We didn't say who the killer was. Okay, yeah. Um, so we might as well spoil it if we're in spoilers, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so the killer was that English douchebag doctor? The, no, the killer was her, her mom. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Wouldn't that I had weird? to pause actually, for a second. There were a lot of killers, but yeah. Actually, the there was a moment in the, the movie. It was the dad the whole time. That actually was better. <laughs> there was a moment where I thought it was the boyfriend because when they, they show her watching TV and they the boyfriend's picture pops up because they were showing the casualties. And I was like, wait, did they just show that the boyfriend was the killer? And then, But then I realized that I just like misunderstood the scene. I don't think we have to give away the ending. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the movie. Don't, don't yeah. listen to our podcast. Loser. <laughs> Now, if you've just joined us, we're discussing the spoilers for fighting with my family. So what did you think about the end, like the final fight where they've scripted her to come in and just take the title? This was really confusing to me. Like, it's not fake wrestling. It's fixed, right? Isn't that what they said? Yeah, they said so it's not the fake, but it's it's choreographed what word did they use they said fixed in the movie he said it's not fake it's fixed if it were fake how would you explain my 22 broken bones or something like that but then wouldn't she have known she was going to win the diva title before the fight even started if it was scripted yeah or fixed she had to have like i don't understand this world of wrestling like i did think it was really interesting when she was like hey you got to look at me so i know you're coming and then she would like slap that girl and she she was like yeah it's a receipt a receipt is a really important part of wrestling oh, yeah, that, receipt, me- that was funny yeah they had to have choreographed the fight in the finish because because you think about from the audience's perspective they have this woman who's held the title for like what did she say like 260 something days and then this challenger walks in this new entry comes in there they were going to have some banter but she chokes doesn't say a word and this new person wins right and and of course like the title was on the line the belt so i think that's interesting from a audience perspective they had well according to the movie they had bet on the audience being enamored with this newcomer yeah or being on board i guess or i i just thought that was interesting that her first appearance she wins it okay so ben we're watching andy has the youtube video playing of the real fight and Paige is totally like talking she's like doing a lot of banter before the okay before and it looks the like the girl that she beat yeah i want to see her <laughs> but she she is their she does is so look funny. the real page looks very similar to the actor she's like got dark hair almost gothic makeup like really like white pale skin okay so the movie they hammed it up a little bit yeah, they, they played it up a little bit for drama. So my question is is this. Uh, we've, we were just watching the original page, and she's like right on now, she, yeah, on YouTube, she's 26. and I So she was 21 at the time, because this was five years ago? Yeah, so I'm wondering why they those two, the, origin, the, the actress in the movie and her, the original page, are probably not that far off different of yeah. age. So why didn't they just use the original page? That's a great pretty. question. They probably needed a real actor, though, don't you think? Like Maybe she would choke when they went to do a scene (laughs) (laughs) well she only choked in the movie not in real life well i hope there was some truth to that maybe not in that moment but maybe that moment was summarizing a bunch of other moments i did okay let me just let me just talk about a couple of the we've been discussing this for a minute and there's just a couple important things i wanted to say about it um first of all i thought it was funny that the rock called what's his name sex tape because he makes people famous (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Um, what's that guy's name? I can't remember. Matt, v- Vin, Vince, Vince Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> um, I I thought the most touching part of it, and I really it was really touching. It was not a comedy to me. It was more like a drama. But there was this arc with her brother and an arc with her. There was there was some kind of B plots with the mom and the dad and some other characters. But I thought the most interesting character arcs were were with her, where she um she was obviously intimidated by these beautiful women and she's bleaching her hair and almost quitting. And then then with her brother as well. Um, I thought that was a really excellent arc that paid off well with her brother yeah but when she comes so when she comes to the united states there she's she's put with these at least these three other girls in the movie and they're all like stunning looking models basically with giant boobs and they're wearing bikinis all the time tall really tall really thin yeah, and Paige, what what is she had three names, right? She was Brittany. <laughs> yeah, I lost track. She was so she had a ring name, but then she had to change her ring name from Lindsay, Brittany was to it Paige. Lindsay or Michelle? But her real name was like Sherry. I don't remember what it was. Soraya. Sh- Soraya. Soraya. Okay, Soraya. I think, as in like it's a weird spelling name. Lehi's wife, Soraya. Well, not film. That's holes up. So she is, first of all, she's a real wrestler. She takes it seriously. She came from a family of wrestlers where it was almost like, you know, you see these families like the Jackson Five where the whole family has this business enterprise and they're all part of it. And this family would do these these wrestling shows in, what was the city? Nor- Norwich? Norwich. It, it's, the Americans would say Norwich and then they would correct them as be like yeah. Norwich or something. Norwich. Norwich. So when she comes to the, to the United States, she almost has this identity crisis because the other girls are just so beautiful and they're blonde and she's like this dark haired, gothic looking. And, and she looked so pale when she went to Florida. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really, really pale. And so she has this uh, development over the course of the movie where she's trying to imitate them. She bleaches her, she, she dyes her skin or tans her skin. She bleaches her hair. She's like trying to be them. And then, um... Towards the end of the movie, she she comes to terms with who she is, decides to, uh, I guess, accept who she is, and then dye her hair, ultimately wins the, yeah, dyes her hair back black and wins the title. She looked way better black hair. Yeah, she didn't look bad blonde, but it didn't, didn't look natural. Right. That's my thing, too. It's, I mean, she looked fine. It was interesting how she wanted to fit in. She wasn't really being accepted by the other group of women. And she, like, through her clumsy way, just made it worse. <laughs> Uh, but I thought the story arc for her brother was more interesting because he was obviously resentful of her. And when she came back, he was very jealous and bitter towards her. He didn't want to talk to her. And when his brother, his older brother got out of jail and opened his eyes and was like, she had something I never had, which is you. He he kind of decided like his role wasn't going to be as this WWE superstar, but more like a support for his sister. In that moment, it was the Michael Jordan moment for me because I feel like every... Like I feel like this is as often happens with athletes, and uh, the the one that's the most successful is often the youngest brother that had to compete against the older brothers. That happened with Michael Jordan. He talks about trying to beat his older brother, and uh, I felt like that was the moment where we where we realized it was kind of like a cool moment where you paid homage to your older brother or the people that helped you be better that really had the passion. Like I had the passion playing basketball, but my brother Michael played high school basketball, you know. And but I took him playing when I was ten and 13 and 14 yeah that is cool so that was, is cool it was kind of a special part in the movie so michael jordan believe it or not there was somebody that grew up beating michael jordan at basketball all the time <laughs> which was his older brother his older brother <laughs> 
So the only the only thing I'm confused about is how this W it was it was cool to see the world of WWE if if you're not familiar with it like I'm not it was it was really interesting to see this wrestling family but I'm still confused about why this title is meaningful if the whole thing is scripted I'm still confused about that yeah and one thing that I noticed is that in one of the more important parts of the movie in my opinion to kind of show the arc that Seth's talking about of the jealousy of the brother is when they have a script for the fight at the Christmas scene where his where his brother's supposed to beat her up and then she's supposed to beat him but he goes off script so you're asking Seth like what's the deal was it just the script that she won yeah (laughs) Yeah. or or did she go off script and win because that would actually be very cool if that's what happened I wish we knew that wait in the, are you talking about in the title fight if she went off script? Yes, there's no in the way. title fight. Yeah, there's no way. There's so no way. It, but then didn't she know that she was going to win the title before the match even started? Well, yeah, she'd have to. Yeah, so it's kind of stupid. I mean, though, you really think all the, that she's the? F- so it's not really victory. It was artificial. <laughs> like you think the banter wasn't scripted? Like the whole thing was it was scripted. Yeah, but then why is it meaning? Like then why it doesn't have meaning though? You know Maybe I mean? we're talking about meaning in a sport that's all well, made up anyway. You know, Seth, that's that's a really good point because like the suspension of disbelief like in some way like every movie on some level you know it's made up it's a fabrication like the movie itself yeah but the movie should have meaning well you kind of felt like i think you're with i think i have the same question like what's the appeal of watching this type of wrestling if you understand that it's scripted i think what probably because she obviously it was scripted probably but what was the achieving a moment that they could have pushed pushed a little more was that she battled through it and her character won over and that's why she was the first diva and and it did coincide nicely with with her brother's arc where he finally chose to be more of a support you know yeah and and uh and once he did that, then she won the title. So maybe, so I don't know. I don't know. I, it, it doesn't ruin the movie. It's just, I'm just kind of confused about the world of WWE. Well, they do say that she's the youngest at 21 to ever win the Diva Championship, but it was planned that she would win the, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, it was, she only won it because WWE told her to win it. Yeah. Yeah. So that sport must be like, they must give the title to people who get the crowd the most into it or something. I don't, I don't know how they decide that. Cause I, Ben, do you remember, I used to watch this was and in the 80s because i was a you know a young almost to my te- young nine year old in the 80s and uh I remember that I don't know if it was WWE, but we, me, Andrew Mellon and Justin, we used to watch pro wrestling, and like it was like total, it was like a, a kabuki theater, or like I, I don't know if that's the right one where they, it was just totally exaggerated and planned, uh-huh. and you'd have the, the the evil guy that was getting booed would come out, and he <laughs> he would like almost beat them, and everyone was booing, and then but it's it, theatrics. Do you remember that though? No. Do you remember that? Well, time? I mean, I've, it, it, I've seen it, but I would just. I was just kind of scratching my head, like if if we know this is scripted or staged, what's the appeal? That's that's where I got hung up. Well, and 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 this is gonna. I was gonna joke with you guys and say like, don't you? Do you guys think that the fans of WWE are Trump voters or are oh, they <laughs> Obama voters? Now, Let's why, not what I'm get s- into that. No, no, but no. Why I'm saying that? that why I'm saying that is because you guys obviously didn't watch that. But when I when I when I, when the Melons moved over to my house, me and Justin, he's my best friend. He jokes about how. No one trusted their family in the 
neighborhood because they had their, you know, their daughter living with them that had a baby out of wedlock. And it was just a, they had moved from kind of a poor neighborhood to this neighborhood and we were watching WWE there. So I'm not, I'm really not trying to like make a political statement. I'm just wondering if there's a certain genre of people that like it better because I don't see sophisticated doctors watching that or going to those. Do, do you know what I mean? Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't thought about that. I, I wish we had enough listeners that we could do a poll and actually get some engagement. Did you vote for Trump? Did you watch WWE? <laughs> no, please. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I, I just, I, I don't know. No like, politics, please. I can't handle it. No, I don't. I'm not even trying to be pro or non-pro. I'm just. You're just saying make no, America yeah, that, great No, yeah, I mean, that's an interesting question, though. Like, what are the factors that. Be, because even with you guys, I rode my bike up to Prospector and there was like, so I was talking about Justin's neighborhood when he moved from State Street up the hill to, to Butlerville. But then when I dr- ride my bike from Butlerville up to Prospector, it was even a different neighborhood up yeah, there. Right. We watched opera. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> It was different. Yeah, it though. was like, different. I, guess, I I was not aware of the difference as a child. I was. I was because it was all the rich kids. And you know what I mean? And not to be mean, but I, I just, that's what I noticed. I'd get yeah. on the bus with all the cute rich kids. <laughs> the cute ones. Were they robots? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, does that, uh, anything else to say about fighting with my family or should we move on? I feel like we went through it pretty well. I really liked this. Like I said, like, I wish the preview hadn't shown those scenes and I wish the preview, I don't think the preview appeals to how good this movie is. And I wish they do a version where I don't think a lot of people who would really love this movie are going to see it because of the preview. I think it was much better than it let on. Okay. And that is fighting with my family. Can I, can I say one okay, thing? Good. Do you know, do you remember this guy? watching that guy fight in the 80s yeah okay so maybe you guys have just maybe you guys have just forgotten because i think in the 80s and there was a a movie called the wrestler that documents the the 80s uh the 80s failed like after pro wrestling but i think in the 80s it was big in my yeah it totally was we like i just our cable was very restricted and so i don't think we got those channels I no, I remember um, remember that guy Sean that lived with us, Sean uh-huh. Tibbetts. He would watch it all the time. He loved it. Oh, uh, what side of the valley was he from? What side of the valley was he from? What side of the valley was he from? I'm dead serious. Well, Andrew, we never had people live with us that we enjoyed having there. <laughs> well, I, I really do think I'm hitting on a connection. There's certain demographics, whether they voted for Trump or not, that, and I think it correlates with the income you make of people that like that type of. Yeah, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is some connection there, some correlation. 